You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ali Bunker, and this week I am joined by Aiden Bunker, the little bro. How are you doing, Aiden? Not so little. Not so little. <laughs> the younger bro. You're the little guy. <laughs> I'm the Will Ospreay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm alright, yeah. Had a decent day, I guess. Decent day? Do you want to spread the news of the joy to PW peeps, or are you going to let that just be under the wraps? Um, so there's been rumours flying around. Um, you probably would have seen it in the dirt sheets, but um, I, real name Aiden Bunker, um, have requested my release from my current place of work. Um, not the PWP, we, sh- we should point PWP. out. He doesn't work here because he doesn't get paid for it. No. Um, although it feels like I should sometimes. <laughs> um, Take it out your own budget. I have requested my release from my place of employment being, we'll, we'll call it EDW. I don't figure out what this stands for. Um, <laughs> no one would know. No one would know or care. Um, and yeah, I'm looking for any independent bookings. Well, um, except you're not, are Except you? I'm not. I'm, I'm actually going to a, a big corporation. For, <laughs> so so I've, I've sold out, you might sold, say. You have sold out. I have not sold out. I've bought in. <laughs> I've bought into the evolution of Aiden Bunker. No, you've definitely sold out there. Can't say I blame you, to be honest. No. No. You'll see this time next year when I'm laughing. So you've, you've signed with um, the main roster now. Yep. So uh, we'll see how much that destroys you. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, maybe this time next year I'll be massively stifled. You'll be a cra- like craving a return to the to the indie, indie scene. Yep, I'll be dancing around with No Way Jose. <laughs> I you, really hope so. you can wear that come round. Yeah, I'll wear my shirt. Yeah, um, I'll probably be buying. I'll try and find the uh, the twenty four seven champion. <laughs> You see me in there, and you know things aren't going very very well. Okay, fair enough. Well, congrats on the new job, anyway. Thanks. Right, we are joining can I, this. Can I do oh. a Moxie style podcast when I leave? <laughs> just go, even though it won't make sense to anyone. Just go in for like two hours. <laughs> you, I mean, you can. I mean, you don't even need us here for that. You can. Yeah, just I can set it all up here. <laughs> it's true. You could just do that yourself. As long as I have someone to interrupt me the way that Jericho does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just random advey segue, segue, advey, advert segues. That'd be great. Now, you're really giving me the big scoop here, but what I don't like are big scoops of cat poop. (laughs) (laughs) Try this, dude, literally. Uh, Right, anyway, we're also joined by someone who's being very patiently quiet over in the corner on his little speaker. Um, We're joined by the big dog! (laughs) It's it's Matt Bumby. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm wearing Michael Cotter because I really wanted to annoy people. (laughs) So right, Aiden, you probably you weren't actually in on this because Matt sent it just to me. I think um, he sent me a video record, a screen recording, and he said, "This is how I want to be introduced on the show this week." So we are live with the big dog. <laughs> Why has he had to say it twice? I don't know, he did it weird on Raw this week as well. Um, he said something like, there's going to there's gonna be hell to pay from the big dog! <laughs> it's like that Martin Tyler thing where... Uh, and where it's live! And it's live! 
it's just a reflex now. Yeah. <laughs> He's doubled down on it now. He hasn't got his boss time. Yeah, well, that's what I feel like Martin Tyler did once Andy Gray went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Niche reference. Um, right, so, Stomping Grounds is in history books. Uh, terrible, terrible, oh, terrible name. I am. Fucking hell. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. We already had this discussion. I've been fucking 20 minutes asking him about his new job, and then I just get, yeah. All right, Matt, you've got new hair. Tell us about the new hair. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to tell anyone about my new hair. <laughs> well, what else you got going on? Let's just get on to something, ground. What's going on? What's going on? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Can we it's fine. Can we document your hair chronicles on Twitter? <laughs> On, or maybe on the YouTube. Can we document your hair chronicles on, on maybe on the on YouTube that we we've only up, uh, uploaded like one video to? Maybe do a time lapse and take a photo every day for the next year. It's like okay. mixing all of WWE's programs into one. You've got a chronicle and a three sixty five. Yeah. Wow. Now you just need a twenty four. Do it in the car. I think. <laughs> I think we should do a 365 for all three of us and then this time next year just release it. Hang on, let me do some quick maths. 365 is one year. 1095 would be called. Oh. <laughs> or we call it 365 times cubed. 365 cubed. Yes. Um, great idea. Great idea. One for the creative team that we uh, we'll don't put have. Put it on the docket. What's a docket? It's just a saying for things on the but what is a docket I don't know mm. I've never put anything on it before. you might have done we don't know what it is I've suggested it before mm, fair enough uh, right stop big grounds there back to where I was trying to get to a minute ago sorry Matt um, is in history books terrible name alright show in fact I go as far as saying it was pretty good very good show terrible name terrible theme tune oh yeah Decent poster. Not not very good icon. Yeah, no, the, the graphics. Strap line. Yeah. <laughs> strap, line. strap line. Strap line was terrible. That was the best part. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, in terms of the show, the show itself was good. Kickoff was alright. This is the first time in quite a while, probably since um, I came back and watched Mania, that I bought. Well, there's only been two since, but I actually watched a kickoff show. Mm. Um, and there's good stuff on there. Daniel Bryan cut a really good promo. Got mental on the SmackDown Tag Team division. Yep. Um, you had Xavier and Big E on the panel being funny. Uh, the cruiserweight match was awesome. And yeah, it was good stuff. Generally, very, very good stuff. It's good shit. Um, yeah, the cruiserweight match. We should we should start with that because that was a it was a really great match. And the crowd were into it as well. The triple threat between Drew Gulak. Akira Tozawa and Tony Nese. Obviously, Tony Nese going in as champion. Drew Gulak coming out as champion. Um, I think probably this was overdue, I would say, with Drew well, you Gulak. Could say overdue. Overdrew. <laughs> Overgoo. <laughs> <laughs> overdrew goo. No, uh, okay. we're overdrewing it. <laughs> hey! <laughs> um, uh. Yeah, I'd, you might say so. I think, to, to be honest, some of his best... Some of his best work, although he had this whole kind of character development and his whole um, making for a better 205 Live gimmick over the last kind of two years, I think some of his best work's actually been on NXT when he's come down every now and then. Like he had a match with Matt Riddle, 
He's recently been in a little program with um, Kashida. Really good submission match the other week. So, yeah, I'd be a fan of Drew Gulak, actually. I think he sort of flies under the radar a little bit. Um, certainly my radar. I think I mean. he's a prick. <laughs> Why? Oh, because he was at Access. Because he was no. at Access. <laughs> he's in prick Access. Well, he didn't talk to me, did he? He just ignored me. Well... Maybe it was part I of his gimmick. I didn't see. I was I was at the back of the queue. Well, yeah, I'd went, I went. I went. Well, off. Matt was either first or last because I went after you, and yeah. he was like, "Oh, you guys get a haircut at the same place?" And I was yeah. like, "No, he wishes." <laughs> and he was like, oh, "Good one." He wasn't though, was he? That's actually what he said. I swear on my life. Same way that Sonia Deville complimented my hair. Didn't first thing she said before she I even said were, hello. She thought you were a special child. Before I'd even said hello, she was like, oh, hey, I love your hair. No. And I was she, like, was oh. thought, she thought you were one of those people that skipped the cues. Worst thing was, I was during a bad hair day, which made me think, is my normal hair not good? <laughs> and I should actually leave it all over the place like it was. So what actually happened, ladies and gentlemen, was Aiden was carrying a pear. And then she went, <laughs> oh, my God, I love your pear, which could also be construed as sexual assault. She's a lesbian, so we, we all know that she, that's not what she was saying. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, just to put that myth. Unless she was talking about my moves. She wasn't hitting on him. She's a lesbian. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I've never said she was hitting on me. I just said she complimented me. Real recognises real. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't even know. What well, I mean. it's not like when you complimented Adam Cole, though, is it? Oh, that, I completely bottled that one. Which, I don't know what I was saying. You proper fangirl it. I, I just thought <laughs> that he looked he looked in really good shape at takeover. So I was like, right. I just want to let him know that he looked—he looked like he got himself in really good shape. He looked fit, and then I, I just say you look really jacked. You look I didn't amazing. fucking say jacked. <laughs> look at Jack, man. I did not say jacked. Um, and then no, yeah, I knew he looked really good last night. I was like, you looked in really good shape. Um, and then I said something along the lines of, "Oh, you should post like workout things on Twitter." That was it. That was all I said. I nearly fell through the curtain when I met Gallus. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Matt nearly shot himself. Matt, as was Alicia Fox. <laughs> Matt got terrified <laughs> by tiny little Alicia Fox. Yeah, when Frank comes jumping out of a curtain at you, it's not... Uh, I, on the other hand, had no embarrassing moments at Access, so it's fine. You nearly lost your photo of Lita. No, but I got she it. Did. I also, um, I knocked out the Mrs. Dad. <laughs> no, you fangirled over the Mrs. Dad. You went, oh my God, there's Mr. Miz. I just bumped into Mr. Miz. <laughs> uh, Mr. Miz, you look so good. <laughs> you should post dad workouts. It was... Is there any other embarrassing access thing? We've already spoke about access that much. I asked Walter to do a pose and Walter just flower refused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, didn't we, even want my photo with him anyway. We also went the whole weekend with Matt basically saying the only reason he was here was to see Pete Dunn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he was in the queue for Pete Dunn, and Ali went to find someone else, uh, other things, and saw that it was Kevin Owens was. No, it was Adam it was Cole. Adam, but Cole. Adam Cole, that was it. Scheduled to be at one. So <laughs> I was like, Matt, I'm going to go over to see Adam Cole. What do you want to do? Ali said the queue is kind of short. 
so you could probably jump out of that one and get back in this one. He was like, okay, let's do it. So we ran all the way. Met Adam Cole, fangirled over Adam Cole, came Did back. Fangirl over Adam couldn't Cole. get in the queue for Pete Dunne. <laughs> oh, I definitely fangirled over Adam Cole. <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't just that we couldn't get in the queue for Pete Dunne. It was like, we just missed him stopping letting people in. By and about five like, we people. Could watch, we watched the whole of the queue go down just in like desperation. Like, they're going to let us in at the end. They'll let us in at the end. Let us in at the end. They never fucking let us in. No. <laughs> nope. So, same shit happened with uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, your whole the only two people that you were like, to meet. I want to see Kevin Owens and Pete Dunne. And uh, yeah, we got fucked over. Uh, what? We've reverted back to WrestleMania stories, haven't we? I don't know. Maybe there's a sign that not much is going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Fuck well, we've hardly done any since WrestleMania to, to catch the fans up true, on right? the fans. Which is so busy. Clear. <laughs> and my sister my sister listens she does, does she? she does actually so shout out to Emma shout out to Emma so a podcast featuring two brothers is listened to by two sisters not as in they're not sisters of each other <laughs> your theory was wrong yeah but we'll do it again anyway stomach grounds <laughs> <laughs> so we had the cruiserweight match brilliant match ooh god hiccup brilliant match um, the show started with Becky versus Lacey now Lacey Evans, she gets so much hate, and I feel like I'm in a minority when I say I literally don't I really understand. Like her. I don't understand why. I bet I really like her. It's not even like I can go. Oh right, yeah, they're right. But I still like her. It's like no, I literally don't see the problem. Yeah, I think she's I fine. Think she's I think she's good in the ring. She's amazing on the mic. She's got the strongest character out of pretty much the whole women's division. She's, yeah, she lives a character, which is what we want, what we want from people, right? You like, can tell she believes the yeah, character. Yeah, characters that they believe in and they can really throw themselves into. They always say that if you don't believe your character, the audience won't believe it. Um, but yeah, she lives it. And she's she's fine in the ring. There's moments every now and then where she looks a bit green, but as far as I'm aware, she hasn't been in the business that long. Only a few years. Um, it's almost like... It's, it's as though people use that as a stick to beat her with. It's like because there was a, a little moment in the match where Becky went to do like that. That I think step kick up off, kick yeah, thing. step up kick off the second rope, and Lacey was a bit too far away, so Becky had to go down and then go back up and do it again. And yeah, Lacey was in the wrong position. What made it worse though was that it was a really loud call from yeah, Becky. I know. Becky lately has turned into John Cena with that. Becky lately. Becky lately. <laughs> Now she's been really loud in the last few weeks. Remember the other week with Billy Kay when she on when she's going to do that dropkick, she was like, "Come closer, come yeah. closer, closer, <laughs> come close, closer." And the referee had to tell her. Yeah. But it was just so obvious. Um, but yeah, that's what made it worse was that you could hear Becky telling her what to do, and she just yeah. didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's fine. Like I get that people um, would feel like, oh, that's why why she in this spot from just seeing that. But when you put that in the context of the wider issue, like. That was one small part of one match. Like she's she's now had a fair few matches, not that many on Raw or on pay per view, um, and by and large, most of them have gone absolutely fine. So to, yeah, to sort of beat her with a stick that oh she botched once, like come on. And Becky to be botches, honest, Charlotte botches. People botch. People and people have been saying that um, Becky's not quite as over or as hot the crowd as she was around WrestleMania time. Well, that's natural, right? Which is natural. Um, it's Ronda Rousey, ain't there? But I, I also can't think of... I also think she'd be a lot less hot. Not necessarily colder, 
but less hot with the crowd than she is right now. That isn't colder. Milder. (laughs) I feel like her reactions wouldn't be so so great if she was. I can't think of anyone else who she could feud with that would be getting her this over, other than maybe Alexa. Alexa, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's there's Charlotte, obviously. Oh yeah, there's Charlotte. But like, people ain't gonna want to hear that anymore. Um, I was going yeah, for the, the basis that she's on SmackDown. Well, yeah, but that doesn't seem to yeah, bother anyone these days, does it? I know. Um, the wild card rule is in full is effect. In full effect. All of the time. <laughs> um, so much so that we now so much so a that person challenging the, world, the WWE champion, Stomping Grounds. Well, well, Alexa's doing it at two two pay per views back to back in a row. Yeah. Um, it it's got to the point now where it happens so frequently. That they've actually stopped mentioning that the wildcard rule is in full effect. They just people show up. Like the other week, I think the week before last on Raw, or maybe it was last week. It might have been last week. There was nine, I think. Nine people from SmackDown were on Raw. Yeah. When there's supposedly four. Any four on any given night. Yeah. So I think they've kind of given up with it a bit and they're just well, they having a free for all. They had four in one match on Monday on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it's all going to change as well when Fox get involved anyway. I don't know that it will. I mean, well, they're saying that's why it's been introduced. Yeah, to so that they can keep people on both brands without them having to be network exclusive. Yeah, um, and not that kind of network. Uh, Speaking of network, I cancelled my network today. Did you? I did. Not not in the way that normal people cancel their network in because you hate your stomping grounds. But um, it, my, it just doesn't work. Like, I can't watch anything, <laughs> and I can't find any way of getting like support with it. Mm. Like it's not like you can tweet WWE and just be like, my network doesn't work. But there's network support Twitter accounts I've seen. Is there though? Yeah, I'm sure there is. Well, that's not. What's been what's been your deal? I just it just what doesn't get- it just doesn't work. So. I was I can't show you now because I've cancelled my subscription and deleted it. But like I'd go, I'd, so I've been trying to watch the Alexa Bliss three six five episode right since Monday. Yeah, and like I watched the first two and a half minutes of it, and it just stopped. There's Ask WWE Network. People have been tweeting and saying things like, "Every time I watch the network, it gives me a content unavailable message, or constantly a spinning wheel on four K Apple TV." Stuff like that. So I would, I'd click on the watch now. You know, you get the little red button that says watch now once you've gone into a program. And then yeah. it, will, it will come up. It will load the first advert, which is usually like tap out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or five hour energy. Um, and then it will do the spin. It will go to do, 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 <laughs> bit. And then it will just go back to the screen, which was the episode summary. And you're like, okay, watch now. And then it will just be like, you need to be a subscriber to watch this content. I click OK, and it just goes, takes you to the login screen. So you log back in, and you go back to the episode and press play, and it says, you need to be a subscriber to watch it. So I, fuck off. <laughs> I fucked it off. I binned it. It's been going on for about three months. It's been going on since, I think, before WrestleMania, wasn't it? I remember you saying in America. Probably, yeah. It just doesn't, hasn't worked for me. I've deleted that the app before. I've reinstalled it. I've up, made sure I've upgraded. Nothing. So I had to watch the Alexa Free, uh, Bliss Three Six Five on WatchWrestling.in, which is a perfectly legal streaming website. Um, and even that was being a little twat. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why I, I 
I can't, I can bring myself to cancel the subscription just because mine works and everything will always be there if I need it. Whereas with that website, you can never guarantee. Now, part of the problem, I very rarely have problems with that website, this, but. This BT deal, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, that's completely fucked my life well, up. I'll be fine. I, I, yeah, I'm. I can't afford to fucking pay an extra thirty something pound a month, especially when my sky bill is going up next to. year. So yeah, I might have to stick with the stupid bloody websites. Or just use my login. Well, no, yeah, that was that was probably <laughs> going to be my plan. But I don't like like. I wish there was like an Xbox app or some kind of app I could use. I think there is. Is there? I think I looked before and there isn't. Not on the Xbox. Uh, maybe not then. Maybe not. I can't have to get my laptop out and then hook the HDMI cable up to it every Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're sounding quite lazy now. Fine, you've twisted my <laughs> I mean, I can revoke my uh, account for it if you want. Same goes for you, Matt. You can have it too. Thanks. But um, nobody else can because I've run out of available devices. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody and will be locked out of the BT Sport. <laughs> that actually <laughs> happened. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Spurs game. Uh, it, it might have even been the Man City one. No, the Ajax one. The one that we actually got through to the final. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys must have both been watching it. I was watching it. I think. Dad, what's Dad watching? No, Dad wasn't watching it. Someone else might have been. Someone else was watching it, and I got a message saying I've been I was logged in on too many devices and I couldn't watch it. <laughs> Everyone get off! So I had to I just had to go on a stream. <laughs> Why didn't you just tell us one of us to get off? Because well, I couldn't do that. I think you can only watch on two devices at once. I think it was free. We've gone off subject. We have, yeah. <laughs> We've gone way off. We do that a lot. Uh, I wanted to keep this episode to an hour. Um, it's been like twenty five minutes. <laughs> twenty one. Um, right back to stomping grounds then so I was on Lacey Evans wasn't I I like Lacey Evans we all like Lacey Evans don't get why people don't like Lacey Evans but she didn't win she lost why did she tap out so quick I don't know Corey said that maybe she's being smart like trying to prevent her arm from just being broken but But no one's ever broken her arm by being in a disarmor yeah and you wouldn't be even able to tell if it hurts or not because before it's been applied she tapped yeah as as, uh, she, she did it in uh, the last paper. Yeah, as she well. tapped out really quick. Like I kind of got it when it was Ronda Rousey's armbar, because I you know, that's what I wonder if they're trying to build it up to be on that equivalent. I guess so, but I don't think it can be. If I'm honest, it wouldn't used to be. So why is it now suddenly more effective? Hmm. I don't get it. But anyway, I didn't mind this match. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, it was all right. The crowd are hot for it. I think it's probably marginally better than the first one. Yeah, I think they probably ironed out some of the kinks. Yeah, some of them. Um, but so, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Becky retained, which, to be honest, I think everybody expected. Um, although, not that we did any predictions for this. Did you do predictions for the thingy? Yeah. Did you yeah. do well? I was doing well. I was doing really well. That's no good. <laughs> <laughs> Up until the last match. Where, did you have to I guess predi- who the special referee would be? That was one of the things I put Paul Heyman. Lacey Evans was my fucking second choice. Um, really? But I went, Charlotte was mine. I thought, yeah, I think Charlotte. Only because they kept banging on about how Seth was going out with Becky. 
they just kept banging on about it. And I was like, well, it's going to be someone that doesn't like Becky. Did they mention that? I don't remember anyone, especially not Michael Cole, mentioning the fact that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are in a, as he kept putting it, real-life relationship. As if not, all these others aren't. But you know, they've put themselves in a massive hole. What if they ever split up? I know, that's what I'm thinking. It's not like they're a married... It's not like they're Jimmy and Naomi. They're not Brian and Bree. They're not Mike and Maria. Ms. They're not Maurice. Ms. and Maurice. Bruce they're not Rusev and Lana. They're not some others. They're Roderick Maddie Strong and Marina Chauffeur. Are they a couple? They're married. They've got a kid. Sorry, I'm away from my mic. Um, <laughs> Roderick Strong and Marina Chauffeur? Yeah. I did not know that. They're married and have a child. Well. She was on NXT TV before even signing by being part of his little like documentary thing they did. Yeah. Um, is that all the couples? There's probably more. There's oh, more. Zelina Vega and Alistair Black. Yeah. Andrade Ricochet and Charlotte. Ricochet and Kate. Well, they're not married or anything. Yeah, but they're together. They've been together um, a while. But yeah, so point being, it is a but risk. Is Alyssa Buddy Murphy? Maybe. I don't, don't, I, don't think <laughs> I don't think they are together anymore. I don't know. No. don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, it's a risk because it's still early in the relationship. It's a very high profile at the moment. <laughs> if it fucks up, it fucks up. Um, yeah, they are in a bit of a shit position if that happens. <laughs> yeah. But let's be honest, if WWE, they'll just sweep it under the carpet. They don't care. They'll pretend, they'll they'll either, force them to stay together. Yeah, they'll either do that or just pretend <laughs> it never happened. Yeah. Just for one week, like, in the build-up to Extreme Rules, they'll just stop. Yeah. <laughs> and the match will never happen and they'll never mention it again. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a point. Oh, right, so the predictions. Yeah. Um, I was doing pretty well up until that point. I only got maybe about two matches wrong. And I even I predicted Seth Rollins to win by pinfall and everything was all right. But there's a rule in there where for all the World Championship matches, it says, is there going to be a cash-in or not? And you say yes or no. And then they say, is there going to be a successful cash-in, yes or no? Did you say that? If you get this, I think the successful cash-in one wrong, you lose all of your points that you've accrued up to that stage. What? And it just so happened to be the last fucking match... So, although I got all the points for the whole night, I ended up with zero points. So, that's me, that's some bullshit. Me sitting, uh, getting up to go to bed at about 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, uh, looking, seeing my laptop peeking out of the bag and going, oh, fuck, predictions. <laughs> Run it like rushing to get it all done. <laughs> Fucking waste of time. Absolutely, so zero points. It's literally pointless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You always ask for advice with these predictions, you know. Well, I thought you're on holiday. I'm always. Man doesn't holiday. stay up very late. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, I'm always. That's on true. Holiday. You could have got nothing from me at that time or not. <laughs> Likelihood is, at some point, if I'm going to text a group, either Matt will be asleep or you'll be on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> speaking of holidays, I went to Australia once. That was. Awesome. <laughs> Um, no, I went to Greece last week and it was brilliant and it was lovely and it was hot and it was brilliant. Anyway, carry on. Why did you go to Greece? Cos. <laughs> Set you up for that one. Dish. Brilliant. You say I don't do anything for you. <laughs> do I? <laughs> he says it all the time off camera, <laughs> off mic. I don't. Um, other things that happened. Other things that happened. Kevin and Sammy won. Kevin and Sammy beat Biggie and Xavier Woods, and I thought this match was for me. I thought this was the best match of the night. Really? Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was um, my second 
match of the night. It felt different. Well, but it was the second match. It was technically the third match. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it just felt different. I love the approach they took it out of the, out of the gate. Yeah. The, the, the super kicks were a little overkill, but like, I love that approach and it nearly paid off. And I kind of, I actually, well, after we hit the frog splash, I thought, oh, fuck, they're actually going <laughs> to bury the new day here. But no, they didn't. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that for a sec as well. Um, I did predict Kevin and Sammy to win, but I think I put Sammy to get the pin because I thought he needed a bit of, needed it a bit more than yeah. Kevin did. Um, but I like the way they, they lead in from the um, Halluva kick to the pop-up pop power, power bomb. bomb, sit-out power bomb. For me, bomb. though, I don't think it would have done any harm to bury the new day. No, because the next night on Raw, there was that eight-man tag between the, the Raw and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and their challengers, to which Kevin and Sammy were no, not to be seen, oh, yeah. and Big He and Xavier were apparently deemed the challengers. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit weird. I did think that at the time. I was like, well, what about the guys who just beat them? Yeah, that was weird. But um, it's so rare to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn actually win a match. Yeah, especially in the last two or three months. WrestleMania, basically. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I passed for it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Good match. Moving on. Oh, right, me. Um, <laughs> Ricochet and Samoa Joe. Was that the third one, was it? What, fourth? Yeah. So, again, excellent, excellent match. Up there with me. Excellent match. But, did you not think that Ricochet did look a bit nervous? He fucked up his intro. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I just thought he looked really face. nervous coming out. Don't I'd be nervous to be fair if I was fighting some old Joe. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe he was selling it. <laughs> yeah. It could have been, to be fair. You would be nervous in that situation in real life, wouldn't you, if you were going into a fight against someone bigger than you for your first like title in WWE. Not NXT. Fuck it up. Well, he'd been in tag team title matches. Like ten in five weeks. Mm, that's true, yeah. And he had one at WrestleMania as well. I predicted Ricochet to win this match, but annoyingly it was by a DQ. Yeah. So I thought maybe Joe would just go off the deep end because he couldn't put him away and would just like I don't know like not let go of the thingy and the ref gets the disqualification or something along those lines where Joe just snaps mm. uh, I didn't I, to be honest I didn't see this one coming I didn't think Ricochet would, would beat Samoa Joe I thought like a triumphant defeat yeah my initial reaction when he won was uh, apart from like oh yeah Ricochet won was like I was a bit of a shame for Joe I assume this can only mean he's going for either Seth or Kofi. I didn't, I didn't have. I didn't come to that conclusion. I thought, bye, Joe. That's the end of your run. <laughs> now you won't be on TV for another. Going few for weeks. the twenty-four-seven yeah, championship. Like <laughs> yeah. No, I kind of felt like I felt like he should have been. Um, he should have been in Baron's position, either him or Drew. But Drew was preoccupied. So I thought that maybe he should have been the one uh, challenging Seth. So when he lost this, I was like, oh, this, they're surely not going to just push him to the side. Well, well, it turns out that they haven't, so that's good. No, smashed it. What else did we get? Um, did, didn't sort of get the end, though. What do you when mean? he went back to Gorilla. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. I just, I've never seen that happen before. I think it was like an I'm, NXT I'm thing. I'm telling you. Planting seeds for our Triple H, Vince McMahon Survivor Series storyline. <laughs> Ricochet on Triple H's team. Yeah. Samoa Joe on Vince's team. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, 
Yeah, it might have been an NXT thing and stuff, but he just beat an NXT yeah, guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Who Triple H couldn't give a shit about consoling, and all that we saw anyway. Yeah. Um, and also Charlotte was there, that was weird. Yeah, Charlotte was there. Uh, so, and he completely blanked Carmella. <laughs> it was, Did he? <laughs> yeah, Carmella's there, supposed to give him a hug, and then he hugged uh, Charlotte instead. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Carmella. I love Carmella. Seth, Carmella, Charlotte, Heavy Machinery. I, I don't know if there was anyone else. I think it was just Heavy Machinery. Because yeah, then they, they immediately were went to out. out weren't they? Um, so yeah, that leads into the next match, who I predicted Heavy Machinery to win, annoyingly. Oh, did you? Yeah. I thought, except for maybe what happened on SmackDown this week, I thought that they needed it in order to stay afloat in the tag team division. Otherwise, they'd just go straight back to the bottom of the pile and that's it, never to be seen again. Yeah. They'd be in with the likes of the Colognes. And <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, winning the tag team title doesn't guarantee that you won't be pushed to the bottom of the pile anyway. Also, if you ask Zack Ryder and... Um, Kurt Hawkins it doesn't even guarantee you'll even get on the fucking show because <laughs> they went about a month without it I know and then lost in the first and then the only time. one they did show up to they should have stayed at home oh dear what terrible terrible tag champions they were I mean we didn't actually to be fair to them they weren't given a chance to be anything other than terrible because they didn't have any matches mm. but even so terrible choice can't believe they did that I mean I can believe they did that but they shouldn't have done that this was my match of the night you know yeah, I mean, a lot of people have said this, to be fair. And, uh, I love this match. So, the first thing that I saw when I woke up in the morning, I was a bit groggy because I had just woken up from, coming back from holiday. So, I got home at 2am on Sunday morning. So, I actually watched um, the whole first part of the show up till the middle of this match in the taxi on the way back home from the airport, live. Uh, nice. Pretty much live, anyway. Um, and so I was really enjoying it and it was great and then this match came and I was like oh, I'm really enjoying it but I, I want to get invested in it I'm so tired and now i got to go to sleep so I'll just stop watching and I'll pick it up tomorrow um, so yeah I can't remember where I was going with the story <laughs> yeah. oh yeah the first thing so when I woke up in the morning I was really tired first thing I saw when I opened up Twitter was Samoa Joe and Ricochet tear down the house at Stomping Grounds and I thought wow from what I saw, it was an okay match up until a point, so it must have ended really, really well. But luckily, and this is a new thing, it, there was no spoiler on that first page. It was just like a, they had a great match, but I didn't see the picture wasn't Ricochet holding up the title or anything. It was a picture of Samoa Joe holding him in some sort of submission. So I was like, "What? No spoiler!" So that that felt like made me sort of fend off Twitter for the rest of the day, and I managed to watch it with no spoilers. Unlike you. Yeah, I tried. I really tried. This is the first time in a long time I didn't go on social media that morning. <laughs> you always forget, don't you? <laughs> I always forget. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I'm like, I've seen two now. I might as well look at the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't look at any this time. And I, I enjoyed watching it more, I think. Yeah, you probably do. I mean, I certainly did. While I was watching it live, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> but then it actually, on second thoughts, the matches were good anyway. So maybe that was why. I, I played myself with the um, the, the spoilers. I, I purposely avoided social media in the morning. And I was doing all right. And I was like, do I do I start watching it while I'm at work? I was like halfway through the day. I was like, do I start watching it? I thought, no, I want to watch it. Like, I want to be focused on it. So I'll watch it when I get home. Yeah. And I was sitting on, I think, my lunch break, and I was like, right, I'm going to open up 
Twitter. I was logged into my normal account, which I don't follow a lot of wrestling stuff on there. I thought, I'm just going to have a brief look. And if I think I see anything WWE related, I can, I'll either scroll past, I'll close the app. Like The first, problem with that is whenever you, <laughs> it's what I call scrub syndrome. Uh, and you'll, you'll probably remember why. Oh. <laughs> the very first thing you'll see will be like a picture that you ruins everything for you. Yeah, I opened it up and the picture was of Ricochet holding the title. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, well, here we go. So it's not even like you, you don't even get to like read a tweet or anything. Like you can't even like I can't read a tweet, I close it. Yeah, it's it. like you've literally seen that photo. It wouldn't have surprised me if you'd seen a photo of like Seth holding up the title with Lacey Evans there in a ref's outfit. But yeah, that, yeah. The, the next, the next, like a couple of tweets up was a video of Lacey walking down to the ring in the ref's gear. <laughs> and I was like, well, now she is the ref. So I was like, oh fuck it, let's just keep going. So I, I went to like the top of the page and the top of the page was Seth holding the title with Becky I was like ah, you know what that was my fault <laughs> I'll take full ownership of that one <laughs> yeah so you, yeah you kind of messed up a little bit there I'm just uh, having a, a watch back at the ending of the Ricochet Samoa Joe match I want to see Carmella getting snubbed which is I don't not, think not I, a euphemism I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she does I think he kind of he doesn't really pay much to Charlotte either. He basically just says, "Oh, yeah, like thanks, guys." Like as a whole to them too. Didn't she? Tw- she tweeted though. Did she? Sure, she tweeted. She yeah. Uh, she's. Sort of, I didn't know it. She sort of semi leans in a little bit, and he sort of walks past her, but she just taps him on the shoulder. He's in a relationship, man. You can't be caught he out on TV. He can't go anywhere near Carmella. What? <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, the Ricochet video. Uh, Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> Someone was like, "That's why I'm surprised they put the title on him." Yeah, I'm surprised as well. Someone said the reason why he skipped past him so fast is that he wanted to get to the men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people have old-fashioned ideas, man. Doesn't make him gay. It just means he's gay for himself. <laughs> that sounds like someone who's done. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've just seen the hashtag Rickergate too many times this week. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you just said it, then, like, oh, like, it doesn't make you gay, all right? <laughs> I'm just very 2019 with these things. Like, it doesn't make people gay, all right? Even if it did, nothing wrong with him being gay, isn't there? We're very politi- no, really politically good. correct podcaster here. You could call him dickish, eh? Dickish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Dick again. <laughs> anyway, there's 22 minutes left to get under an hour. <laughs> right, well that match was good. Who don't love a finger? <laughs> do we um? Let's have a, a quick um mid mid stomping guards break, stomping grounds break. Because uh, I put a tweet out before uh, we started that I thought I wanted to get your guys' answers on. Oh okay. Um, okay. And the tweet is. Not word for word, but it's along the lines of, what is one move that isn't a finisher that when you see it always makes you think of a person and who is that? What is that move and what's that person? So my example is, like this week I saw Dolph Ziggler go chest first into the turnbuckle and it instantly made me think of Bret Hart. Right. So whenever I think, whenever I see that move, all I can think about is when Bret Hart would do it and I'd always think, how has he never had a heart attack from that? Because it looks like a really funny Yeah, I've broken his sternum. Um, so what's your equivalent? 
hard one because there's so like there's moves that people do that are like almost like signature moves but not finishes if you get what I mean. Yeah, like blue thunder bomb. Yeah, but that's kind of the first one that it's came the to kind of, mind. But like, who have you ever, who else have you ever seen do a blue thunder bomb? Yeah. So the the one where you know the one where Shawn Michaels goes over the turnbuckle that I've seen Triple H do, but Shawn Michaels his, his version of yeah. Ric Flair tried a thing. A yeah, version. there's that or um, I don't know. I always find. I always find like a sidewalk slam reminds me of Kane. Kane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what else would there be? It's quite a good question. How do you know what I find weird? What? That I find I cannot, and I love Kevin Owens, I hate him using the stunner. I'm not a massive fan of it. It just looks wrong. It, yeah, it's... I don't know what it is. Like he doesn't do it badly. If I'm honest, he does no, it. He does it pretty it well. It just looks wrong. It's because it's not Stone Cold. Yeah, and it's and it wasn't his. It hasn't always been his finisher. It's kind of hard when people bring new finishes. Like Seth Rollins has kind of managed to do it, but like when his finisher was the the knee, the knee, <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, uh, and the pedigree was really weird. Yeah, the pedigree was weird, but I felt like that kind of worked. And then he, he changed it to the, the knee and stuff, and yeah, it was just a bit like doesn't just doesn't look right. And it's the same with Kevin Owens, like the pop up power bomb. I can see why he changed, like he's added a new finisher, a new move because the pop up power bomb kind of lost its shine almost. Really, it's almost like his other finisher was the power bomb on the apron. Um, it's a bit it's a bit more of a, um, an impact sudden finisher yeah I think it's because like Steve Austin used to hit it out of nowhere almost a bit like the RKO it was all, it sort of almost came out of nowhere whereas Kevin Owens so far and when we've seen him use it it hasn't really been like that it's just been like a move he's executed mm. so I think that's probably the difference and it, and it will take a lot I think it will take a lot of time yeah, I mean, as long as he actually wins with it, keeping it. Yeah, that's what he's got to do, but he, he rarely wins, does he, let's be honest. That's, yeah, that, that is true. But let's be honest, guys, it doesn't answer the question because I explicitly said non, <laughs> not a finisher. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I'll go with the Shawn Michaels one or the Sidewalk Slam on Kane, um, a moonsault. The running knee that um, Triple H always used to do. Yeah, that's a good one. He did that in a certain way as well. Like he had a good snap on it. I like Elias's one, to be fair. I love Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose's one. That's Mandy Rose's got the best one for me, apart from Kenny Omega's V Trigger. Yeah, overused. Oh, it's overused, but it looks fucking brutal. <laughs> um, one, one. Speaking of moves that I, it doesn't really, it's never made sense to me. It was when the Undertaker goes for Snake Eyes. Why doesn't he just do the Tombstone? Yeah, <laughs> because it's, most most of the time he lifts people up on the shoulder on, on the shoulders and the crowd go ah, and then he just throws yeah. them in the corner. So the crowd are ex- fully expecting it. So I don't know why he doesn't just just do that. Same why why doesn't Lacey Evans just hit the woman's right at any point yeah, in, all the time? In, yeah, just it's a punch. Keep punching until we pin them. And what's the difference when they're when they're having like a trade off of punches? Yeah, why don't you just not just do the woman's right? I don't know. Um, there's moonsaults. I think they remind me of Kurt Angle. Um, Kurt Angle's always my 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 bar yeah. for moonsaults. Yeah, yeah, great moonsault. The um, triple German suplex. 
Triple suplexes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reminds me of Eddie. Eddie Guerrero, triple Germans, remind me of Benoit. Not that I'll be allowed to be reminded of Benoit. Have you noticed that in, in... I don't know if he did it on Sunday, but he definitely did it on, on Monday. Ricochet did both the Lion Soul and the Codebreaker. I know he did, the, he did the Codebreaker against Joe. I didn't see the Lion Soul. Yeah, he did it on AJ. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. No, maybe it's a little message. Maybe. Jer- Jericho said maybe. that Ricochet asked maybe him if he could use the Codebreaker. Because yeah. so, he was like, I know people are going to be out there saying that Jericho's pissed because Ricochet stole his finisher, but Ricochet asked me if I could use it, and I said it's fine. Because <laughs> I'm not using it anymore. Yeah. I do a fucking back elbow. Well, he still uses it. Yeah, He's... not his finisher. So, yeah, anyway, that's that. I thought we could just have a brief discussion. Intermission? Yeah. Back to Kurt. Curb stomping? Stomping grounds. <laughs> Curb stomping grounds. <laughs> so what have we got? We got up to the Richie's great match with Samoa Joe. Daniel Bryan. United States champion as well. Smackdown tag team championships were on the line. Daniel Bryan, Rowan. Um, How weird was it seeing not only, not only Daniel Bryan being cheered like normal again, but him essentially wrestling like a babyface again? In that he was kind of playing through the crowd a little bit. He was smiling. He wasn't just scowling all the time. Mm. He, he didn't, he didn't like, I, I would expect him to come out and be like, yeah, you can cheer me all you want, but you're still all terrible people. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't. He was just like, yeah, all right, cheer me. <laughs> to the it point was, where they had to acknowledge it. Yeah, well, they did, didn't they? You couldn't, you couldn't really not acknowledge it. Yeah. It was, it was so loud. That, that was the only thing where if, I'd, if I'd have realised where Tacoma was, yeah. I probably wouldn't have picked Heavy Machinery to win. Uh-huh, because it would have gone down like a, a heavy balloon. <laughs> An shaped balloon. Oh, Jesus. Um, he is a balloon. Yeah, but it's just another example of how popular Daniel Bryan is. I know he's, he's in his home state, and that's a bit different, but a lot of people who are wrestling in their home states don't get that kind of reaction, especially when they're heels. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has made this comparison, but heavy machinery really reminds me, take the gimmicky bits away, they really remind me of the Steiner Brothers. Really? Like yeah. brothers, if they both weighed a bit, like an extra hundred pounds, <laughs> or two. As, as in, in terms of how they wrestle or how they look. Well, they've got like the suit. How they wrestle? The wrestling like, background. They, like, they use actual tag team moves rather than individuals who have been put together, kind of thing. Yeah. That's always the best. What the best teams do, though, isn't it? Well, I mean, speaking of individuals who have been put together, how the hell? Is Otis a thing? <laughs> As in, how's he been put together? Yeah. <laughs> He's got the weirdest body I've ever seen. He's got short little arms and legs and a massive fucking body. Yeah, and he's so wide. <laughs> he literally can't like walk normally. He has to walk the way that he walks. Yeah. And like this week when they, they did the, the run-in to save the New Day on SmackDown, Tucker got in the ring about 15 seconds before it was because I don't think he can really run. No. Because then he did a bit in the match where he was he was running from one corner to hit Sammy in the other corner, and he did it again. The way he was running was just so slow, <laughs> and it was like it was like it's the biggest challenge for him is to move. I mean, he is a very odd shape, and then he can fair. do the worm. Yeah, well, he does it pretty well. The caterpillar. Yeah, I hate the caterpillar. If I'm honest, but I get people. But it's just so much fun. <laughs> so fun to watch. Fuck off, Come on. 
as soon as they finished as well. Yeah, the comp quite cool. Yeah, I like that. It's quite original. I like that. I don't mind heavy machinery, but I just feel... Do you want to take them out seriously? No, but then when they get in the ring, like they can actually go, so that's good. Mm. Um, it's their first really like feature-length match. Yeah, and I feel yeah. they came out of it really well. I think they put on a really good match. They played their part in a really good match, and you know, I feel like having them win would have been the worst decision that they could have made. Yeah, probably. Um, so, I think they went with the right decision, and especially with it being in Tacoma. Um, Unless you're going to split Brian and Rowan up and have Brian go on another run maybe with like, for an IC feud hmm. um, yeah it probably makes more sense to keep the titles on I was going to say that doesn't have to happen anytime soon does it no no Brian's not going anywhere no exactly um, next match I think I'd rather Heavy Machinery be champions than Rowan and Daniel Bryan really yeah is that just because you think Daniel Bryan could be doing something better uh, yeah and the fact that I think they're a proper tag team, whereas I hate tag teams that are just put together. Yeah. And also, I would assume surely by now that Brian and Rowan would have had, like, more hemp titles or sustainable titles. Because yeah. they're just walking around with cow skins on them. Yeah. They're kind of... I don't know. They haven't neg- neglected that part of the character, I guess, because he did cut Every- them on the pre-show, but... <laughs> well, that's the thing. The promo that he cut on the pre-show is at no point about being the planet's champions. Their mm. their gimmick is now uh, that they are the saviors of the tag team division. They want to save tag team wrestling again. So the, the whole thing going into it was Daniel Bryan talking about how like he, he was putting over heavy machinery and how good they are and what their backgrounds are. It's purely they're just too they're Fucking not focused idiots. on it. You know, they're <laughs> too much on on the fun, yeah. comparing them to their new day and all that kind of stuff. Life should be fun. Um, the thing is, if they book it right, they've got some decent tag teams. Well, that's what what essentially what Byron said on SmackDown this week when they had that eight man tag. He was like, "You look in the ring, you got these four tag teams all on SmackDown here," and so it, was, it was like the tag team division looks pretty good to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a bit of a sucker for tag team wrestling. I love tag team wrestling. A lot of people have always said it, but um, I don't, I'd probably echo the sentiment. Like, there probably is actually nothing better than a properly well put together tag team match in terms of matches in wrestling. Edge and Christian always says there's there's nothing like a, a tag team match. There's nothing better, which is essentially what you just said. There's nothing <laughs> That's better exactly what when, I just said. Like, when it goes right. It, there's just nothing that compares. Yeah. Because you've got four bodies, four minds, four can, different yeah, elements. Yeah, it just moves so much quicker. Yeah. Uh, you have the whole build-up for, like, the hot tags. Yeah. All that kind of tomfoolery. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're right. I, personally, I thought that this and the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus New Day matches were right up there with matches of the night. Yeah. Shame that um, Revival didn't get a chance to... Do anything. Do anything. <laughs> no Usos. They are the Raw Tag Team Champions, which means that you're not allowed to do anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, actually, that brings me on to a point I was going to make about how many people weren't on this show um, that people don't seem to realise. Like, I'm thinking the likes of AJ Styles. I know he was there and backstage, but he wasn't in a match. Charlotte. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, Andrade. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. The Elias. Randy Orton. Cesaro. Yeah, Randy Orton's a bit on I didn't even think of. The Miz. 
The Miz, uh, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Loads of people weren't on it. And yet, Mind you, with their thing that they did on Raw, they can stay away. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck's sake. That's the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, carry on. Oh. Right. What? Um, so then we got Bailey and Alexa Bliss. This, I don't know if this was because I wasn't paying enough attention, but I just didn't get into this match. Do you know what this was for me? From this match onwards, it seems to be a common theme amongst pay-per-views lately, especially the, the, the B-shows. Starts like ring action is always good and it's always fine. It starts off, first half is really good and then it just falls apart mm. in the second half, especially towards the main event. And I feel that's what happened with this show. And that up until and including that SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, everything was good. The crowd was hot. The wrestling was really good. And then these last four matches, all individually are fine. But having them all four back-to-back, um, the last three matches, which was make sense, the last three matches were the longest matches of the show, um, it just, yeah, just then became a bit of a drag, I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... In terms of the placement of matches in the show, you could probably have um, put the probably the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn New Day match between say uh, Bailey and Alexa and Kofi and Dolph rather than Roman and Drew. You know, you like, want like a you want a bit of a faster paced match yeah. mid like towards the end of the show to Kofi, reignite the crowd. Kofi and Dolph was was a slower paced match, and I think a lot of people were expecting. It's the longest match of the night. Roman and Drew was a fairly slow-paced match. I think Bailey and Alexa was quite slow-paced as well. Probably explains why I didn't get too much into it. It was very hard-hitting. Shortest match of the night. It was quite stiff. All the matches, even the Cruiserweight match, went over 11 minutes, apart from this one. How, much, how long was this one? 10.35. They're all very similar in length, to be fair, apart from the last three. Um... But yeah, I just, I just didn't really get into it. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss angle, if I'm honest. I'm intrigued. No. I, I'm I hate the way they're using Nikki Cross. She came up with such, like... So, like, there was something there and you thought, oh, they can use this. And then they've just gone... <clears throat> and fucked it. I mean, my, I think they're trying... They, they've obviously got... A plan for her, which is better than what they've had before. So at least she's on TV and getting matches and stuff. But my initial thing was I, I, I don't underst- I didn't understand why they were humanizing her. The even like the way they did her makeup, she just looked a bit more normal. She's just like a normal person, who's maybe a little bit loopy. Yeah. But I think in the long run, it's probably better for her to have this character development from the start because there's only so long. Like it works in NXT, especially if you're not going to be on like every week or that, uh, like twice a week. Um, but there's only so far that you can go on a main roster being just a crazy person, especially if you're not part of a group sanity. If you're just on your own, you're crazy for no reason. Um, so I think it's probably better for her in the long run, and I'm kind of interested to see where this whole Alexa Bliss thing goes. Yeah, but then you say that, then you look at Bray Wyatt. That's exactly that. Well, it's a bit different though because Bray Wyatt's like. Um, controlled chaos in a way like he's cool calm and eerie and all that kind of stuff whereas Nikki's just 100 miles an hour all day every day she's just nuts tearing her hair out going back and forth across the ring up and sta- up and down the stage all that kind of bollocks I think 
it there's only so like Bray Wyatt can always evolve that kind of character which he had done like a couple of times with, with Nikki Cross like, I don't really see what else she could do apart from calm her down a bit because when she's in the ring and all that kind of stuff she's fine it's not like she's just a completely different person now mm. she's just a bit more relaxed and they're actually giving her a chance to talk and show who she is rather than hey look at Nikki she's so wacky and kooky and fun to watch <laughs> Remember when Michael Cole called Dean Ambrose's clothesline the wacky line? The wacky line. Yeah. The... And then got immediately dropped the Anything next week. Anything that gets called fun to watch, kooky or wacky is just like, no. Anything which gets Not called me, cool or anything positive by Michael Cole is a no in my books. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Brady versus Lexin. I thought it was quite... It, so, things I noticed from this match, there was a um, Sunset Powerbomb on the floor the code red yeah there was one in something quite was it a suplex into the corner or something like that Bailey Bailey did a running sunset power, power bomb into the corner yeah and Dave especially for someone with concussions with Alexa so I actually ended up managing to watch the Alexa 365 episode and uh, I can say with all of my heart that if I ever had been in Alexa's position this year I would not have been taking that bump. <laughs> yeah, well, she did it on Raw a couple yeah, weeks ago. And Twitter went nuts about it, saying, like, this is probably not the best bump to be taking. Yeah. Um, especially when you played it in slow motion, you can see, like, her head just hits the turnbuckle. Yeah. Um, but they obviously would have... Well, yeah, I was by each other, so they obviously that's, executed that's, very well. But. Alexa's all right with it, I'm all right with it. That bump that gave her concussion as well. What, the Ronda Rousey one? landed on her head. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that that live clip, um, and I didn't think it, it looked like it was more kind of on on right on the top of her head, like the uh, the crown, I guess, of her of her head. But then seeing it on my like full size TV and in H, like a bit clearer and stuff, like she was like basically right on her, just above her forehead, basically she's land on, and you see her instantly just go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she busted her nose with it as well, didn't she? Yeah, apparently. Well, she said she had a nosebleed. Yeah, I don't well, know. That'd be what I know. Huh? That would be why she had the nosebleed, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know if it would be from a busted nose or if that's something that maybe comes with, like, a brain rattle. <laughs> Jesus, brain, a brain bleed. Um, anyway, Bailey won the match. She did. Bit so of, she still was mad. Bit of a cock-up from Nikki Cross. Cock-up from Nikki. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I wish they'd use her in a better way, but... How They've obviously you? got a plan. Now, what would you do? Well, I don't really know, because if I'm honest, I don't really like, like Nikki Cross that much. I think Nikki Cross's best and most interesting period for me was her um, her being the only person in the know about who attacked Alistair Black. I think whoever's idea it was to have her as the 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 crux of that storyline, the genius move. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, I don't know what you do with her outside of this especially as i think vince mcmahon would see her as a heel if she was just nxt's nikki cross i think yeah. he'd go oh she's a heel yeah um that's my vince impression apparently um so yeah i think sticking her with alexa someone who's popular and over gives her any exposure um if they feud they feud if they team they team see what happens yeah i guess so i mean it might lead to a feud but i think as i wouldn't i can't see nikki cross winning that feud yeah, all I, all I think is it's just better for her to be what she's doing now than I can't think of any better alternative. Well, yeah, there's definitely that, so maybe you're right. Moving on. Um, 
So we've got um, Drew <laughs> versus Roman. How did how do you put it? Roman Roman Shane's versus Drew McIntyre with Reigns McMahon in, <laughs> in the corner. What you, you didn't listen to the whole Jericho episode, did you? No. He kept getting he kept getting the names mixed up to the point where he's like, "Fine, I'm just calling him Roman Shane's and Reigns McMahon." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah, it's a bit boring, isn't it? I mean, I was kind of into it because I thought, like, it's, it feels like a big fight, and you know, Shane's playing the heel manager role quite well. Um, I just thought, you know, with Shane on the outside and having Roman having won at WrestleMania, that Drew should have won this match. I doesn't have to win it clean. Yeah, I predicted Drew to win as well. Um, I wouldn't mind Roman winning. It just, it just felt a bit... Like, the match actually built quite well. And then it, the end was just a normal end of Roman Reigns match with him overcoming all of the odds. And sometimes you, you just... In order to help Roman's character, sometimes he shouldn't overcome all the odds. It makes the next time he overcomes the odds better. This is what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. They're booking him so wrong... It's just going to be a matter of time before the fans turn on him again. Well, there were quite a few boos for him at the pay-per-view, to be honest. It's kind of already happening. <laughs> yeah, well, it was hard. When I was doing the prediction, I was thinking that oh, well, they're not going to make Roman lose again. But they can't make Drew lose to him again especially with Shane in his corner. So surely Shane's going to have to get involved, even if it's kind of like a, a DQ or a no contest with Shane getting involved. or um, so I don't know why he wasn't disqualified, because his, his intentions were clear. Um, but yeah, it was a bit disappointing just to see him take care of Shane and then take care of Drew and yeah. be like, all oh, right, that's it, I'm done. It just made them look like idiots, really, didn't it? Yeah, I think what happened on Raw should have happened on the, at the pay-per-view. That would have reignited the crowd. What, with The Undertaker, you mean? Yeah. That would have been good, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Because we didn't need a definitive result to this match, if I'm honest. And not on this pay-per-view. No. And that's that's a way... One of the reasons why I thought there would be a cash-in was the, the ticket sales have been low, the interest has been low. Stick a big name on it. Get the crowd buzzing and be like, oh, you should have been there. Well, yes, I, they wouldn't do that, though, would they? They'd announce it before. Yeah, well, they didn't on Monday. With the Undertaker that's, being well, that's true actually, and that's why it felt that's why it worked really, so well, really refreshing. And that was another thing that I ruined for myself on Tuesday morning. <laughs> First thing I saw when I opened up Twitter was Michael Cole losing his mind. I was like, "What the fuck is happening here?" <laughs> so confused. Yeah, it actually worked really well. As much as I can't really see why it makes any sense or why it's been happened, why it's happened. The crowd loved it. I was a bit. I was surprised for the first time in how many years about something that happened on WWE, and you know, it just felt new and fresh. Even though it was the Undertaker, it was not new or fresh. Do you know? I loved it. Do you know what really annoyed me about it? What's Why that? did this music have to hit? Why couldn't he have just turned up in the ring? I mean, the 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 gong is the the gong has to hit. Yeah, I think the gong is like iconic. It almost. doesn't have to hit because if it goes black. And he's in the ring. That is better, and that's a more of an impact than his gong going off. But I think if the lights go out, then you get the kind of rumblings. People go, "Oh, it might be the Undertaker. It might be the Undertaker." And then it builds up, and then the lights come on. And you go, "Oh, it's the Undertaker." Whereas when you just hear gong, and just, everyone goes, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like it's a thing. Like 
it, that's one thing I was a little bit disappointed about with the Raw after Mania is when Elias mentioned the Dead Man line. Yeah, he put emphasis on Dead Man in a way where everyone went, "Oh!" <laughs> or if he just said Dead Man in a haphazard way, yeah. and then the gong hit, more people would have lost their minds. Yeah. Um. So, I I prefer it the way that it is. You can't have Undertaker without the gong. I wish there was maybe a bit more. I don't know if there was something during the ad break, but I wish there was a bit more of like him helping Reigns up or Reigns getting up and then just looking at each other and Reigns being like what the what fuck the fuck happened here yeah but it was literally just like Undertaker celebrated and then it, yeah, <laughs> and just then ignored Roman Reigns um, <laughs> there might have been something off there what do we think have you have you heard about this whole um, no wrestling during ad breaks thing no so I haven't fully read into it but apparently they've decided in the last two weeks starting, I think starting from well this Raw was the first full Raw where they've done it where there's basically been no wrestling during ad breaks, even when there's been matches and then it goes to an ad break in the middle. They've either had, like, like last week, um, for the entire ad break during a tag match, Kevin and Sammy cut promo on the new day. Why? Um, and this week... Uh, what was... That's, that's why we've... Had so many so two many out three two out fucking falls matches. We've had four in eight days. And I have to keep reiterating that there'll be a moment break between each four. Yeah, that's why we've been having them. <laughs> wow. Why? Why do they make these decisions? I know. Well, why? Just, here's an idea. Don't book a match for when an advert break, advert break well, is scheduled. so many that you'll barely have any matches. I mean, like, have a match, finish it, then maybe have like a backstage segment. Or just be like, oh, this match finished. Coming up next, we've got Elias versus Miz. And then have it after the break. Yeah. But anyway, the thing that I actually wanted to mention was, do we think The Undertaker's made a comeback now because he wanted to get the whole Goldberg thing out of the way, like out of people's memories quickly, as quick as possible? Maybe, potentially. Or maybe they've been forced into it with the whole shame at my backlash. Maybe use Undertaker as the one to bury him. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I don't really know where this is going other than tag team match. They've got extreme rules, but because I like to imagine Undertaker being like, "That was fucking awful." Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing something. They're like, "Well, we don't, we like, don't have what, any for What do you, what do you want to do? We don't have anything? Yeah. I don't know. Just stick me with like, just give it a shame. <laughs> um, yeah. You looked okay. You looked all right. Do some quick punches on Drew. Yeah. Um, and then proceeded to look out of breath after a one minute thing better, better tricks land than Goldberg took yeah um, to be fair Shane wasn't concussed at the time no I think Shane kind of lives in a constant state of concussion that's true yeah um, <laughs> apparently he injured himself from the coast to coast at um, stomping ground but it didn't look like it I, could, you could, I think you could see through through his shirt on Smackdown this week it looked like oh yeah that's something around his way yeah apparently he fucked his hip up ah, um, but yeah that's my my take on the Undertaker as to why he's actually come back now because unless they they play it out in the next few weeks I can't think of any storyline reason why he'd want to help Roman out no me neither unless it's like a respect thing yeah it could be a respect thing but why is he why is he waiting till now unless his beef is with Drew I don't know because he takes Scottish people yeah I don't know what the Scottish I like to think he's got that shit um Gonna be on the first show I can be. Yeah, that's what I think. It's probably about right. Also, he's like, oh, I'm not having that as one of my last matches. If you have, um, if you have 
Oh, I guess it's not technically sure. I was going to say if you had beef with a Scottish person, would it not be haggis? <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be, because that's not beef, is it? No, it's not. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre again. Uh, clean, even though Shane Man helped him out. And, you know, that was, what, 17 minutes? Yeah, this is one of only two matches that wasn't for a title. No, there was a lot of title matches, wasn't there? Um, so, yeah, well, I mean, I didn't hate this match. I thought it, it built quite well. I thought it was all right. But, Matt, you didn't particularly enjoy it. And I think you it said that. It bored me. Slow. I can see why. I can it see just why it bored, bored me. Okay, so the, the Kofi... It rains, it bores. <laughs> the Kofi um, versus Dolph Steel Cage match for the WWE title, I think. I probably expected a lot more from this match, if I'm honest. Um, I did, but loved the ending. The ending was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. The, the leap of faith that Kofi took was literally something I didn't see coming at all. Like, I didn't see it coming. I, Matt, have you ever seen that before? I don't think I've ever seen anything even I've remotely similar. I've never ever seen that before. I never even and considered it, it as a possibility. <laughs> no, I haven't either. You just literally you think, throw you yourself think, out the door. <laughs> you think, we've seen everything in WWE, yeah. it will surprise us. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, something new? What? I've never, literally never seen this before. I was like, why, is there, why has no one ever done that one before? <laughs> yeah. Like, you would expect Nick Foley to be doing that. Yeah. Jumping straight out. He wouldn't fit through the ropes, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you wouldn't fit for the road. It looked like it looked pretty painful as well. Like you literally jumping. What is it? It's probably about six feet between the, the floor and the middle rope, maybe onto the floor, like on and your I mean, back. Even Kofi messed up a little bit. Well, his legs, he, like hit the back of the rope. Yeah, his legs. I think they hit the the back of Dolph as well, to be honest. But it's kind of just to be expected. You haven't got much margin for error there. Um, but yeah, just literally throwing yourself onto the ground, onto like your side, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> but uh, the match itself, up to that point, I think was it was a bit of a slow burner. I think. Well, when you think about that, imagine if someone was doing a suicide dive and no one was there and they missed. Yeah. How the commentators would be like, "Oh my god, that was brutal." Mm. That's essentially what Kofi Kingston did. Yeah, he did a suicide dive to no one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna say it. I don't like steel cage matches. No? Don't like steel cage matches, especially not in 2019. No, I don't. I'm not particularly my biggest these problem, days. One of my biggest problems with them is the entire match makes the wrestlers look really stupid. Yeah. Just go out the door. Go out the door. Like, there's a point Kofi was down, and Dolph was like, open the door. <laughs> and they went, yeah, okay, so open the door. And he just strut, he strutted like... I'd be like, open the door and I sprint. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. especially if I'm trying to win the fucking title. I'd yeah. go nuts. Constantly trying to get out of the cage. but uh, And like, the decisions they make, and well, they're so slow. And just like, someone's climbing up the cage. Rather than going up trying to stop them, open the door. Open the door, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just open the fucking door. <laughs> that's, that's one of my biggest problems with cage matches. So, so they're not, they're not, you can't be violent enough in them to what you used to be like. The, the cage matches are built for blood. Yeah. Can't have blood. Don't have a cage match. Yeah. Um, I miss the blue cage. Get rid of <laughs> pinfalls and submissions counting in a cage match. It never used to happen. Because what's the fucking point of the cage? Yeah. Um, it never used to happen, did it? It used to be you have to climb out. Yeah. I think it must have been introduced around the Attitude Era, kind of, some, some point around there, I think. I think it would have been, yeah. Um, and yeah, and if you started not... putting people who couldn't climb up a cage up in, in a yeah, cage. Basically. I think. 
if you're not going to have someone jump off the top of it but have a cage match yeah just, I, I don't know I just don't like them anymore no I'd, I'd agree with that if I'm honest and it's it's become their 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 go to feud settler that's what happens yeah which I'll... then didn't turn into the feud settler because we had a, feud, <laughs> a match on Smackdown but there's not enough variety like have a ladder match but oh no you can't because Money in the Bank was just last month and then we've got TLC at the end of the year so we have to wait yeah so as we're head in a cell because it's not September yet yeah as much as I love the Money in the Bank matches and the TLC matches are pretty good too um, it's restricted Dave, as to when they've literally caused the death of the singles ladder match because then what yep. you'll see is multiple matches of the same type on the same show, which then dilutes them. Yeah. Whereas if you had a ladder match at SummerSlam and then another one just in, in at TLC, yeah. then it's fine. It's great. You can compare them separately, but it's not like, oh, you can't do that because Seth Rollins wants to do that in his match later on. Yeah. Like, when you think of some of the singles ladder matches that have been amazing. Yeah, when was the last time we saw one? I generally can't think of it. It would have been in NXT, probably. In terms of singles ladder match. Yeah, when was the last the singles, singles ladder, ladder match? The only singles ladder match I can ever recall in NXT was Joe Kevin Owens, Owens and, or Kevin Owens um, and Finn, Balor. Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yeah. La- That's got to be the last one. The last one that I can think of off the top of my head in WWE was um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose from 2015 at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Was that a match? Yeah, it was the one where um, uh, they both had the title at the same time and fell down at the same time, but they awarded it to Rollins. Oh, yeah. That was just another match. That was four years ago. That's the last one I can think of. I feel like there was a women's one in NXT. A singles one? Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Might have been a multi-woman one. It was a, tri- there was a triple threat, wasn't there? Ooh, it says on the wiki. Let's have a look. It was a triple threat between Oscar, <laughs> Nikki Cross, and. Alright, do you want to know the last um, singles ladder match? Go for it. Elias defeated Bobby Lashley in a guitar ladder match at TLC last year. <laughs> for fuck's sake. A guitar- was that a ladder match? I thought it was just on a pole. Previously, before that, I mean. Uh, okay, we'll all remember this one. The last singles one. The Miz for versus Dolph Ziggler. That's TLC 2016. Well, why did that have to be a TLC? Yeah, why can't we just... Because that was when they would do, like, one match would have a ladder match, one would have a tables match, one would have a chair match. Yeah. I just feel like it's... The the multi-man ladder match, as great as they are... The last one before that was Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and the one before that was Rollins Ambrose. They've just stopped us having great singles ladder matches. Which is... If you're listening, WWE, fucking get your asses into gear. Which we know they do. They do listen. Let's have a count, shall we? Since 2010, there's been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 singles ladder matches, including NXT. In in nine years, they've had 12 singles ladder matches. And two of them are in the same night. Well, that's not actually. That's probably more than I thought, if I'm honest. But yeah, that is including a different brand. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, we'll go back to Stomping Grounds. We haven't got too much time. Last match? Well, well, well we need to. I need to get your thoughts on the Kofi Leap, if I'm honest. 
Oh, the leap was good. It was like you guys were saying. I've never seen it before. Uh, the leap made the match it, not shit. It made the match. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much did. I don't. I don't think it was. It would have been a shit match otherwise. I just think. I thought it was. Well, the match it itself was, was perfectly fine. fine. It was just quite slow, and they played on. They played up to a lot of, you know, Dolph having Kofi's number, and I get that. I like the story they were trying to tell, but it just it didn't build. Well enough, and then the ending came kind of out Don't of nowhere. Like Dolph Ziggler anymore? He get, he's another one for me who gets a lot of hate, and I, I'm not really sure why. But you can't cut a promo anymore. I, you know what? I I, I don't disagree. I think his promos are fine. They can be a, a little bit too shouty and intense, but for the most part, they're all right. But no, I don't believe a word he says. Do you remember quite early on in our? in our young careers and we did uh, a segment on an episode I think it was your idea Ali of they usually are people fuck off <laughs> people that everyone loves that you just don't get and you picked Ric Flair yeah <laughs> and I picked Dolph Ziggler because I think like yeah he, he was good yeah. he was alright but throughout the entire like mid 2000s to like up to 2016-17 everyone's like Dolph Ziggler should be world champion when's Dolph going to get a world championship yeah, no, when's Cesaro going to get a world now championship flip reversed. <laughs> now, now he's got it I'm like he's doing alright all but I don't want him to be there I'd rather see Alistair Black I'd rather see Ricochet I'd rather I'd probably rather see Randy Orton go against Kofi Kingston like as a per- as a perfect foil for Kofi Kingston mm. and bring full circle to 10 years ago yeah um, so yeah I'm I've never been I've never disliked him or hated him I've just been like eh indifferent yeah call it I could understand I can't that remember who Matt's one was The Rock <laughs> I feel like we would have banned him oh yeah I don't think you would have picked The Rock um, it could have been Randy Orton might have been oh I think it because we it was a period it was because you said Ric Flair and you said one of the other members of Evolution and the only one that we didn't say was Triple H. Oh, because I mentioned Batista. So yeah, you said Randy Orton and I said, oh, either Dolph Ziggler or Batista. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all went, oh, so it turns out the only member of Evolution we like is Triple H. <laughs> Fuck Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Evolution. Um, Ages ago. Now. Great, great theme song, though. We did that up in the old true. PWP headquarters. In <laughs> the old Coventry headquarters. Yeah. Oh, our Coventry office. <laughs> And demolished. We don't have that one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, downsized to a flat. <laughs> right, now, last match then. So, Seth Rollins defending the Universal title against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin getting to choose the special guest referee. We've obviously discussed it already. That was Lacey Evans. I personally didn't see that coming, but I guess a few people did. Racy Lacey. Racy Lacey. Um, great. Sassy, great foil, I thought, for this match was Lacey Evans. Because it it was great that, you know, and they they mentioned it a fair amount of times, which kind of ruined it, was just that Seth Rollins made a point of beating up all the other, like, candidates. But then you just know he's not going to beat up Lacey Evans with a chair. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, you know I mean, it could be imagine if he did. So. <laughs> oh. could, you, um, could you tell the crowd it was quite a good idea? Because oh, yeah. they shipped on this. From minute one, I know, and it's. I don't get it. Why, why would you go that all that way? Or you like, want buy a ticket and then just shit on a match because, like, who were you? Who were you expecting? Yeah, who other than Brock Lesnar 
would have come out which you would have which wouldn't have made you go oh really were people genuinely expecting Brock Lesnar to do anything like no. that isn't a wrestler match no the, the only the only reason I thought Lesnar would be there would be Paul Heyman's the ref um, he's, he's slow counting he's getting Seth all frustrated um, he says like if you hit me you'll lose the title kind of thing um, gets to the point where like Seth is so like knackered he doesn't lose the title he, he beats Baron but he's so tired from it then he quick counts him to after he does a song quick counts him and he goes Brock Brock come out bring Brock out that was what I was envisioning envisaging if Brock if Paul Heyman was the ref yeah um, but yeah other than Paul Heyman slash Brock Lesnar I can't I couldn't think of a, a better and more logical choice mm. you know what as well the fans this is what annoys me about American fans they they have about six chants uh. <laughs> and if they don't like a match, the two they bring out, AEW now, and, and CM Punk. Punk. Yeah. Like, get, just say this is shit. <laughs> there was, um, this is shit. <laughs> I, I watched uh, the, the last episode of NXT UK, which was from Download Festival. Mm. And the crowd for that, um, the uh, Imperium came out, all four members of Imperium came out and they cut a promo. Um, and for the entirety of it, they were just saying that, like, they were just shouting, like, we want wrestling. Um, there was, ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember who it was. I think it was during the Women's Battle Royal. Ah, um, oh, bollocks, I can't remember what it is, what it was now. Oh, it was, um, it was Jazzy Gabbert. She was out. <laughs> and so they were just trying to, like... We can see your knob, stuff like that. Probably just stuff basically just saying she's a man. And all the crowd were going for it. It was really loud. Um, and oh, it was just like, um, uh, they were just, yeah, they were just trying, like, she's got bollocks, like, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's bollocks like, shit wank. <laughs> it's just made me think how much better we are than Americans. <laughs> not, particularly, not particularly PG. <laughs> but better. So um, much better. But anyway, Seth Rollins won, won the match. He defeated Baron Corbin, despite Lacey Evans' interference and shenanigans, with the help of the man, Becky Lynch. She's a real-life girlfriend, by the way. What? I know. Didn't know that, did you? Um, so what that's led to... They were the Hall of Fame together. Mm-hmm. What that's led to is the announcement that there'll be a uh, mixed tag match at Elimination Chamber. Not Elimination Chamber. Extreme Rules. To be fair, I thought this was going to be on Raw. Well, the match... Yeah, as soon as I saw the thing, I was like, oh, this is a Raw main event. Yeah, it would have made sense. But I guess the the, the addition of the uh, the titles to the stipulation is yeah, what at, makes it pay-per-view worthy. At least they've done that. At least it's not just a tag match. Yeah. Because, I mean, so it's only been a couple, couple hours since Stomping Ground. But two matches we've had announced are both just tag matches. They're just random. They're very random, aren't they? Random. I bet um, they'll be two out of three falls. And I well. think... Extreme Rules is two weeks from Sunday, I think, because, um, let me just double check, Extreme Rules is on July 14th, so yeah, two weeks from Sunday, uh, which is only three weeks after Stomping Grounds, so I think the whole Saudi thing's really messed up their schedule, so they're having to get back on, back on track. The whole Saudi thing messes up everything, 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 everything to do with their how they book things, they have to plan for a whole new show and it just makes it shit. 
hate it. <laughs> Everybody does. We all do. Um, so that was stomping grounds. I mean, we've kind of we've broken it down in a fair amount of detail. The way we've broken it down probably sounds worse than it was. Like you. No, I still of, enjoyed it. It was it, for me far exceeded expectations. Definitely, I, I kind of went in with fairly low expectations. Not the same low expectations that other people have got in, where they completely shut on the event before it started. Yeah, I mean, I thought it would be fine. I thought like, it would be all right. But it I, turns out it was very good. Based on, on the, the... I thought... I thought it'd be shit. And I was really surprised. Yeah. Based on the format um, of the the latest few uh, B-shows, uh, it starts off well. Like We always get good wrestling. So... Oops. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Alright, time for ratings. Not that we ever, ever decided on our, any sort of scoring system. But uh, what would you guys give it as a paper? 7.5. Out of 8? 7. 7. 7. 7. 7. 7. No, that's 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ain't for me, that's good. That is good. That's very good for you. Um, oh, Drew Gulak and Tony Nese has been made. Oh, and also Bailey and Alexa and Kofi and some Loads of matches. Yeah, five matches. <laughs> Uh, um, so what would I give it out of 10? Probably maybe like a 6.5 to 7. That's a little bit lower. Yeah, I mean, for once, it made, like, things made sense. Um, Baron Corbin picking Lacey Evans. And to be honest, why would Baron Corbin pick Brock Lesnar? Because Baron Corbin's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to lose this match and then he'll cash in on Seth. He's going to think, I'm winning this match didn't make sense so it wouldn't make sense so fuck off people um, and then for for the actual ref- the ending referee to be John Cone and for them to reference that and use that in the match actually was good so I'm gonna, yeah I'll give it a 7 7 I'm going to go with Matt I'm going to go 7.5 I think I think a 7 is fair and just but I think the little element of surprise with how much better it was than people expected because it's 7.5 for me I thought we agreeing on a standardised scoring system. Right. Well, you didn't say I was. Alright, ten. Nor did you. Ten. All right. Not ten. <laughs> there you go. So, an average score of like 7.3 or something. 7.2. Oh, no, yeah, because you posted 7.5. Yeah, exactly. Don't try and beat me. Um, for Stomping Grounds, which is a pretty good score. I liked it. Um, well, I did want to talk a little bit about this week, but we've seen we're running low on time. Matt, I know you've got to go soon um so next week like in a minute. Gonna, oh, no never mind ignore me next week i'm putting it out there i want to discuss what we've been seeing this week with bray wyatt unless something happens next week which completely overtakes what we've seen <laughs> and what happened last week with yeah, bray wyatt as well so we've got three weeks of what we can we should just have a wyatt episode. we'll have a wyatt episode yeah we'll do that unless something major happens on um, any other part of wrestling between now and then tell you what i can't wait I think it's going to be a Wyatt. Brilliant. <laughs> Shocking. Come on. <laughs> Don't do the Miz pie slap. <laughs> um, quickly, just very, very quickly, thoughts on Rollins versus Osprey on Twitter. Go. Um, didn't mind it at first. I completely support Rollins in his um, outspokenness um, and b- backing up his roster because... Mm-hmm. 
as someone tried to disprove to me on Twitter, WWE is the most watched. <laughs> yeah, they failed at that, by the way. The most watched and m- by far the most critiqued wrestling product in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, there's only so much you can... like. When you're a locker room leader, you have to come out and back up your troops, basically. Yeah. And that's what he was doing. And that's what he was doing. Then it kind of turned a bit shit. Yeah, with the money. Like some, someone should have took his phone off him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was all right with them having like a little like, interpersonal battle thing of being like, no, I'm the best in the world. No, I'm the best in the world. Yeah. I do it more nights than you. Actually, I do it more nights than you. Mm. And then to be like, well, I've got a bigger bank account. It was a bit like, probably should have left it there, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, should have left it there. And yeah, by being... What, what annoyed me about it was like, calling him whoa, little whoa, whoa. guy. What? It's all right, Cats just come into my room <laughs> and my dog is on my bed. I thought you were massively disagreeing with what I was saying. That like World War III. Um, my problem with it was uh, calling... Right, I'm going to have to go a few guys later. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. We'll see you later. All right, then. Never mind. Must have been an emergency. Um, my problem with it was calling him... Things like little guy and buddy. It was all really condescending. It was the kind of thing I'd expect to see from a Baron Corbin promo. Yeah. Not from Seth Rollins. Not from Twitter. Seth Rollins. Um, or like the actual guy. Mm. So it was a bit of a shame. It was a bit of a shame. What I, do you think? I was kind of the same, if I'm honest. I think um, I was all right with... I loved Seth Rollins being like best pro wrestling in the world, period. And I thought like... The derision that 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 got was fairly obvious. That was going to happen. People would be like, oh, "What AEW? NJP? Fucking marks." Um, and then the bit about him backing up his belief and being like, "Show me anyone who does this more like as often as I do, as well as I do." Like there literally isn't anyone. And I can't. I didn't mind Will Ospreay saying, "I'm alive." I thought it was a bit geeky, but um, yeah, it's just like. It's a little bit of chess fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like just bants, wasn't it? You're not the only <laughs> wrestling company. Like we're we're around, but I like personally, I agree with Seth Rollins. I, like there isn't anybody who does it as often as he does, and I know people have said, "Oh, Will Ospreay actually wrestled more matches in 2019 than Seth Rollins." Doesn't do it as often. This is the thing. Um, I was part of a conversation I was having with someone on Twitter is that, and also, has anyone watched those matches? <laughs> <laughs> um, Wrestling is it's all subjective. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way to do it. So Seth Rollins might just genuinely think that WWE's got the best wrestling in the world. Mm. Millions of people would agree with him. Mm-hmm. There's also a large amount of people who disagree with him because they've got different tastes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you disagree with him. This is what I was trying to say on Twitter, was that... Yeah, but you were wrong, Aiden, so you have to be told about it. But even if... No, no, you're wrong, so I need to tell you. If it's someone I know... You're wrong, by the way, so I need to make sure you know that and everybody else knows it. It just doesn't make sense for me, to me, especially as somebody I don't know, who I will never, ever speak to, most likely, (laughs) hopefully not, um, who have to be like, no, Seth Rollins of... WWE fame who I'll never speak to and you don't know that I exist you're wrong and I'm going to tell you for why <laughs> New Japan is better because it's Japanese and they've got better wrestling <laughs> I don't even if I thought that I'm not going to go and tell Seth Rollins that because he doesn't give a fucking shit what I think <laughs> I barely even give a shit what I think nobody does give a shit what you think so 
Explains the listening figures. What? <laughs> so, I just, I don't get why, like, if you're putting it out there, obviously you're, you're subject to, to criticism, but I, even if I thought, fuck off is not the best wrestling in the world, which I think I do agree with him, overall, for my personal tastes, um, I'm not going to, I don't want to tell him. I'm not that bothered about it. It's the best People sports. get worked up about it's it. It's the best sports entertainment in the world. I mean, like, like I imagine you probably saw on Twitter when I said that they're the most watched and scrutinised products. I went, most watched? That's not what the ratings say each week. <laughs> yeah, looked actually at, they do. <laughs> looked at their profile and it was all about John Moxley. It says Mox is all elite. And I was like, hmm, okay, here we go. Yeah. So, um, or what other wrestling product is literally millions of viewers every single week of the year? Yeah, and yet still has poor ratings. Well, it's still better than every other wrestling company in the world. Yeah, what are AEW's which ratings like at the moment? Like, it doesn't change the fact that it's still the most wrestling watched wrestling product by far. Which was my point. <laughs> so all you did was just prove my point. Yeah. So fucking idiots. Yeah. Twitter is full of them. And speaking of Twitter, and you're making loads of friends on Twitter in a minute. Um, <laughs> it's uh, hunting season. <laughs> Have you got that herpes yet? Not in my eyes, no. no. Not just not on your eye yet. No, I won't disclose. <laughs> um, speaking of Twitter, then you can follow us on Twitter if you want to be enemies with us. That's fine. At the underscore PWP. Um, come back me up. Oh yeah, arguing with the idiots. Some someone kind of did. Ben Moxham um, is someone who follows us and comments on a fair amount of our things. Yeah, he's, and he seems to be a nice, well-rounded, level-headed individual. We, level-headed. we met him. Remember. At the GP150. Uh, GP150, yeah. I do like remember. One of, like, our basically first one of our first subscribers, yeah. yeah. Shout, Shout out to Ben Moxon. Um, yeah, he was nice about it. He disagreed slightly with you, I think. But he wasn't a dick about it. No, he was just... Uh, I, f- I disagreed with what Seth Rollins said. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Didn't need Over to tell to Seth Rollins about it. He didn't, <laughs> didn't call me a dick. <laughs> didn't tell you to get some sort of disease. Didn't be like, you should watch New Japan because it's the best wrestling in the world. Just said, when you've got New Japan in the world, say WWS, WWE is the best wrestling in the world is incorrect. And is and he's being brought up for that. Which I don't agree with. No. But, yeah. Each to their own. Um, and yeah, each, everybody on Twitter will have an opinion. They're like belly buttons, aren't they? Everyone's got one. Um, I think that's something I learned from Jerry Lawler. But, um, I thought it was noses. No, it's belly buttons. God, Jesus. Who's got a nose these days? 2019. Um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> we should end. We should. I'll try to end it, all right? I was segueing. I'll the whole podcast. Okay. So, I was segueing into our Twitter out brief. <laughs> so, yeah, follow us on the Twitter, all right? That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, fuck the individual accounts. We don't do that anymore. Uh, it's shortened my outro significantly. Um, so yeah, next week we're going to talk Bray Wyatt. That's if um, we can all get together and we should actually try and stuff. come up with a plan prior as well. Well, well, well. Overrated plan is overrated. I know that. Overrated. Yes, let's go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>